0: At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. This is the happy hour. You guys going to happy hour? Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Cleary. C is for Chunk. Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting. a 93.7 The Ticket and Ticketfm.com. Welcome in. Happy Monday. What's the look for, Rico? Attitude. Are, are we starting this week off on the wrong foot here? Attitude. Rico, I just cleared my throat. You cleared your throat twice and looked well, at me the second time here's you did a, it. Here's the deal. All right. well, watch, I, so, watch it. So I, I cleared my throat and I thought, crap, did that just go over the air? And I almost looked at the mic like, thank you. It was a look of thanks that you did not turn on the mic yet. It was a look of thanks that you were slow at your job. Attitude.
1: <laughs> slow at work.
0: <laughs> well, so in all, this is a hundred percent honesty here. I have three gobstoppers in my mouth and I did not realize that we were starting the show already when I came back into the room after I just got the gobstoppers into my mouth. Well, have fun. So they're just in the side of my cheek right now.
1: Have fun with that.
0: But anyway, it is the happy hour. Happy Monday folks. Nick Sander, Enrique Alvarez, clearly hanging out with you guys. 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline. The Sarter Heyman text line, both those open for you guys the entire show today, as well as the sarder Heyman Jewelers video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter, all those avenues uh, for you guys to connect and, and incorporate your thoughts into the show today. Love to hear from you. I'm sure there's a lot of people that have a lot of thoughts, and including Rico and myself. Uh, I, I did make my way down to Pinnacle Bank Arena for a short time for the beginning of the Husker Women's Basketball game. Uh first game of the season they're facing off against Omaha today. So Yeah, they don't want to be called UNO anymore, do no, they? No, they are Omaha. It is the Mavs, the Mavericks. The Omaha Mavs. The Omaha Mavs. Um and this is a team that y- you look at the scoreboard right now and it is 58 to 21 Nebraska's winning, a lot to a little. And yes, you expected maybe this kind of outcome. But Omaha, it's not like they didn't win a single game last year. They they, they were they were below 500, they had um, so they were seven and nineteen overall last year. However, I looked at the starting lineup, Rico, and and this was my initial thought. And, and it was funny because Mark said the same initial thought as I did when I when they sent out the starting lineup a couple minutes before tip off. That Trinity Brady was starting. Now, if you pay any attention to basketball, real quick, it Which is gonna, you should it, be. It is going to be a little more of a basketball show today because we have women's playing right now, men's playing tonight. Um, we'll talk a little bit of both football and men's basketball with Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska. He covers the men's hoops for the rival site, so we'll talk to him here in a little bit. But they send out the starting five, and Trinity Brady was playing or was one of the starters, starting at shooting. Game. And I thought to myself, "Holy cow! Um, they they have experience on the bench here, but they're going to go with Trinity Brady, who's been here for a couple years and just has not been able to stave off the in- injury bug, but." Instead, I look. I made the notes while I was at PBA, and, and this was early. And yes, it's it's first game of the season. I'm not trying to read too much into it. Um, Nebraska women's basketball is 22 or uh, ranked 22nd in the country, um, and, and probably for for r- all the right reasons. Amy Williams, now in her seventh year already, has a squad that is at least eight players deep, and I say eight. If you want to count Trinity Brady, mm-hmm. if she's healthy, if, and if she can, can go stay healthy, yeah. if she can stay healthy, and I will, I, and, and when I say that there are eight players deep that she feels comfortable about, that is eight players with significant playing time in their career. Jazz Shelley, mm-hmm. Izzy Born, Allison Widener, Alexis Markowski, Maddie Kroll from South, the transfer from South Dakota, yep. who was one of the best players on South Dakota's uh, the Coyotes roster last year. Kendall Moriarty, who played a lot of time last year as a freshman. Kendall Coley, who's been here a couple years. Uh, like I said, Trinity Brady, if you want to add that in there. Yep. Ani Stewart, who played a lot as a freshman last year as well. That's nine players, if you wanna if you want to talk about nine deep. So th- there's a lot of excitement. Plus, on top of that, they they're extremely dangerous. We saw the evolution of it last year with Alexis Markowski and Izzy Bourne. Because going into last season. You didn't know how soon Alexis Markowski was going to be able to make her mark. You mm-hmm. saw what she may have done at uh, at Pius in high school, but you don't always know how they're going to translate to the, to the college game or how quickly they're going to translate you, to the college you game.
1: You don't really expect the... Dominant nature of of somebody in high school to translate immediately to the college exactly, game. and I mean it, it. It wasn't right away for her. It did take her a little bit into the season, but once she got her feet under, once she you know was was used to swimming with the sharks mm-hmm. in, in collegiate basketball, you saw how dominant of a force she could be, and how much Nebraska would lean on her in in situations where she was playing really well.
0: So, what's deadly about Nebraska's potential lineups for on the women's side of things? I'm talking about, and we'll get to the men's here in a short short bit what what's dangerous about that is with Izzy Bourne and with Alexis Markowski both of them can stretch the floor. Izzy Bourne can play the 4 and Alexis can play the 5 mm-hmm. because she's just a little bit bigger than than Isabel Born. And what's interesting now is Izzy, Izzy Born started. She had like 7 points in the first quarter, I believe. She's up to 19 um, now. Yeah, she I know she's leading the team in in points right now, but like Alexis Markowski doesn't have to do it all every single game. And they have this really good inside out game. Where teams have to worry about both of them when they come up to the perimeter to either set a screen or when they roll off of the screen, they have to they have to keep them honest. They have to make sure that they stay with them on the perimeter because Alexis Markowski, Isabella Born, those two specifically, not afraid to shoot the three. When your base are you when it. your base
1: can stretch the floor, that you know you've got the pick and pop, you've got the pick and roll because both of them around the rim, and I, I I'm believing that Alexis Markowski has gotten a lot better at that as well, yeah. finishing around the rim. Because before, uh, for her, it was you know going up. If she doesn't finish it, she's going to get her board and she's going to go up again, which extremely impressive. The way that she's able to bounce off the floor multiple times and, and get her own rebound and put it back up is extremely impressive. But I believe they've both gotten a lot better at finishing around the rim. As you said, they can both stretch the floor, so that – helps out in in those situations and they're also surrounded by shooters it, it seems as if every every woman on this Nebraska basketball team can shoot the ball at a at a respectable clip at a clip where you have to you know respect the shot you
0: can't mm-hmm. sag off of, of really anybody because they could make you pay so here I want to read a couple stat lines because Jash Shelley was one of those players that we talked about last year as one that has uh, was taking control of the game or involving herself in the game in a multitude of ways that didn't always count in the scoring column specifically if that makes sense. So Jazz Shelley's stat line today against Omaha, a team that they are winning uh, beating 72 to 25, 74. 74 to 25. The stat, the, the, the the thing hasn't. Oh, um, maybe okay. that was anyway. the s- 26. Ah, eh, whatever. So anyway, 72 26, 72 25, whatever it wanted to be. Jazz Shelley's stat line, 5 points has only taken 6 shots. Has five rebounds and eight assists
1: four steals
0: to four steals in twenty three minutes now when when you look at i mean let's say they' Nebraska's playing Iowa, if you can figure out a way to distribute the ball like that against Iowa or against purdue or or northwestern the top teams in the in the big ten and mm-hmm. when it comes to women's basketball you're going to find success. Um, also, Allison Weiner is quickly going to become a fan favorite if, if she continues what I saw in the brief time, the 35 minutes of game time that I was able to watch today. She Right now, she has 15 points. She's shooting 7 of 8 from the field. Why is she shooting such a high clip? Because she has three offensive rebounds, one of those just came, and that there was that was what confused me. Is I thought they
1: were at seventy two. She just shot in after I, I don't know who took the. Yeah, uh, so now she's eight of nine. Yeah, with, whoever, with three offensive rebounds. Whoever took the mid range jumper uh, missed it. She shot in. Nobody was boxing her out. There's nobody in the middle. She yeah. grabs it, gets back down, lays it in. Really that's easy. What she she's a
0: hustle player. Yeah, that's what she does. And and she's from small town Nebraska. Um, she she's going to become a fan favorite quickly. Um, once again, has 17 points, eight of eight of nine from the field, one of two from beyond the arc, three offensive rebounds, six defensive rebounds from the guard position, three assists, and one steal today. Um, and, and Nebraska does a really good job of not fouling through through three quarters now, because at the end of three quarters, it's 77 to 26. After three quarters of play, they've only had 14 fouls all all game long. Allison Weeder with another. Is it Wiener or Widner? Widener. Widener with another uh layup, little yeah. fast break. So it's 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 gonna be fun to see. Um I, I, I plead you, especially for the folks that maybe don't pay attention to women's husker women's basketball as much. This team is gonna be a lot of fun to watch. We saw them kind of burst onto the scene last year. They had the undefeated start. Um and now they are getting the preseason respect that they earned last year. Mm-hmm. Now we'll see if they they have a, a decently tough or or you know for a non-conference slate they have a decently tough. They play some some formidable opponents. And where in a time where Nebraska fans might be starving for some good basketball, it doesn't have to just come from the men's side of the
1: If you're looking for a basketball team who is who is going to hustle, who is going to make shots, is going to play really good defense and and just overall is just going to be a real a real joy to watch. If, you're not gonna, if you don't think you're going to get that with the men's team, go to the women's games because that's exactly yeah. what you're going to get. They're a hard-nosed team that that is going to stay entertaining for the entire time. And, look, if you like defense, they're here for you. If you like offense, they're here for you. They do a little bit of everything, uh, and they're not afraid to put their bodies on the line and, and you know get physical down in, in the paint. And I know that's what a lot of people have been, ch- been chiming for with the men is, is they're not physical enough. They don't get rebounds. They, they don't play defense. They don't do mm-hmm. this.
0: Well, guess what? The women do all of that. Yeah. All right, and so, they win. They they win. They win a lot of games. All right, four zero two four 402 right, 402-464-5685. the Honda of Lincoln Hotline, the Sutter Hammond line, Both those open for you guys the entire show today. Before we have to get to Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska here in a couple moments, Rico, let's let's kind of break down Nebraska's game on Saturday, mm. because um it, it was a disappointing one. Um, and I, I know there's been a lot of a lot of breaking it down on on the sh- various shows today. But I'll, I'll say this. For the second week in a row, and, and this is not surface level. I don't want to say that. But um, just from a 5,000-foot view. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com. Or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. The, the most frustrating thing for me was for the second week in a row, Nebraska went away from something that was working, and and that was the running game. And in a game that your quarterback wasn't throwing it efficiently, maybe they were throwing it well, but your receivers were not holding up their end of the bargain. Yeah,
1: the receivers didn't have
0: the greatest game. And I sat there in moments where, especially in that spurt of Nebraska's six straight three and outs, going – what is something that might be able to get nebraska out of this funk or get them into a rhythm and i don't really care who was playing quarterback at the time if it was chuba purdy if it was logan smothers um because chuba showed us on saturday i believe that that he can run he can use his feet he's got wheels but maybe maybe Happy feet at times in the pocket. I mean, it yeah, it, it was, he, he got a, mean, little, a little a little too uh, excited.
1: Yeah, a little, little tangled up in the pocket from time to time. But and it, you can't even say that it was it was due to the pressure. He was only sa- both no, quarterbacks were only yeah. sacked two times. Uh, there was pressure in their face a couple of times. But you heard if you were listening to the radio broadcast, um, um they were talking about how on the sideline, uh, the coaching staff was was or not the coach. Um, Goodness gracious, why can I remember his name? uh Rayola was a little bit upset with Chubba Purdy for not stepping up in the pocket because there were multiple times where the offensive line gave him a clean pocket and a place to step up and instead of stepping up you you had him rolling right or yeah. rolling left, trying to get away from the pressure where if he would step up in the pocket, he would avoid the pressure and have a a clean passing lane to to see and and attempt to get the ball to the receivers but you know you had that you had the quarterbacks rolling out and trying to make something happen. the receivers dropping passes left and right that was just a especially for a, your head coach is your receivers coach I can guarantee that was not a fun
0: uh meeting on on Sunday it, it was almost it was almost like in the middle of those six three and outs in the third quarter Rico I sat there and I if you go three and out two times in a row all right yeah whatever it happens Number, Minnesota's defense Big Ten West defenses as a whole just from from an overlooking standpoint Pretty solid, pretty disciplined usually, all right? So it, it's going to happen. You're going to go three and out. That's the best third-down defense it's, in the Big Ten, it, right? You're right, yes, especially with a backup quarterback in that does not look comfortable and, and with an offense that you don't really know what you want to do on offense from an identity, identity standpoint. Mm-hmm. But the the drives following the first couple three and outs, the third drive, the mm-hmm. fourth drive, the fifth drive, to continue to do things... That haven't been working not only in the entirety of the game, but in recent drives, to stick with that and not be willing to make a change in what you want to do on offense or what you're attempting to do on offense, it's insanity. It is. Uh, unfor- like, that's the only word that I can think about is the, the doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting dif- a different result, mm. insanity. Everybody knows the definition now, especially if you're a Husker football fan, unfortunately. But, like, I sat there, and if you want to pass the ball a ton, that's fine. If you want to pass it when you're up 10-3 because you think that's your best way to um, not only win a football game but control the clock and figure out a way to score points, that's fine. But when it's not working, maybe you need to set up the pass by running. Just because you run it one drive consistently like they did in the first quarter where Anthony Grant had 10 touches in the first quarter alone mm-hmm. doesn't mean that just because you give him five touches on one drive in the third quarter that you have to abandon the pass game. There's such a thing as complementary football, and it seems like these this the staff and the play caller, Mark Whipple in this case, doesn't really feel comfortable trying to figure out a way to have complimentary football. Complimentary football does not need to be 50-50. You can have a pass-heavy offense, but if you have a guy like Anthony Grant in the backfield, who over the last two games, in each game the last two weeks, has averaged over five, over 5.1 yards per carry mm-hmm. in the first two quarters, and then you completely abandon him and the running game in the second half, it is it is insanity to expect... To win a game. When you win in with the lead in both games in the half, but then the second half, you go away from it and you lose. Minnesota was 0 for thirty two like, in, in a, a game where they exactly. trailed by like ten point at ten points at any point during there, there the game. There is a pattern here. There's a pattern and a and a formula to win football games in the Big Ten. And it's frustrating.
1: Now, I could say that Minnesota's defense did make some adjustments and stepped up and, and was shutting down the Nebraska running game and the Nebraska passing game. But mm-hmm. there were there were instances where Nebraska maybe went a little pass heavy as opposed to trying to to, you know, load Anthony Grant up with carries because I, I still think even though he had, I believe, 21 carries mm-hmm. somewhere around that. And that wasn't enough. That's not enough carries for a guy averaging five, five and a half yards a carry. Uh, and and if you want to say he got most of his yards in the first half, that's true. He got most of his carries in the first half when, as well.
0: When he, um, he, and when we've seen that there in recent years, no matter who the running back is, all right, you, you can throw any running back that's- that Nebraska has suited up and sent out there in the last five six years. That if you don't let them get into a rhythm, and you just abandon them, and then come back and you expect them to have immediate success, it doesn't work that way. It does not work that way. Mm -hmm. You cannot go to Anthony Grant and say, we're going to lean heavy on you for the first and second quarter, give you 10 touches in the first quarter alone, and then when we come back to you in, in a third and long situation in the third quarter after not using you for 12, 13 minutes of game time, we expect you to break off a big one and make a play for us. It doesn't work that way when your offensive line is below average. Like there, there's, there's patterns once again to winning football games in the Big Ten and specifically the Big Ten West when you don't have to face juggernauts like Ohio State and Michigan. But now you do this week. But with the Big Ten West specifically, there's patterns and there's formula, formulas on how to be successful. Mm-hmm. And guess what, Minnesota shoved that formula down your throat on Saturday. They knew exactly what they wanted to do, and even though Mo Ibrahim wasn't very effective in the first half
1: of the game, you know what they decided to do? They decided to load him up with carries. They kept going to him. And, yes, they changed quarterbacks, and they ran more of an RPO-style offense, and that's what kind of got Nebraska's defense out of sorts, although they still played a solid game. They played a game good enough for you to win that game. Mm-hmm. You you, you should have won that game with the way that Nebraska's defense was playing. They went I to agree. a more of an RPO game with more of an athletic quarterback, and it threw your defense out of sorts. What you were doing was was, you know, some some play action, maybe running here and there, trying to get between the tackles. It wasn't working. You went away from it, went to more of a passing offense, but your quarterback wasn't getting the ball to your receivers or your receivers were dropping the passes there was a way to switch things up, and that was by switching up your quarterback. You did it for one drive during yeah. that 6-3-and-out performance.
0: And Oliver Martin dropped that pass. And Oliver Martin it, dropped, maybe, maybe dropped it the wasn't first down. The pr- maybe it wasn't the most accurate pass. It wasn't,
1: but it hit him but right it, in the it, hands. It may have been behind him a little yes. bit, and the defender may have gotten there, but it hits you right in the
0: hands. That's something. That's one of those you have to reel in. And, and watching the film, if you go back and watch the game over and over, a lack of effort on the back end there might be... To blame as well. Now I'm not trying to call guys out, but that that also could it, be. It, la- just, there, it, it did not look like we had all of our wide outs going 100% every single of the play on set sa- every it single was, play on set it Saturday. was a, it
1: was an ugly game um, it wasn't the cleanest and and when you finally got Logan Smothers in the game and asked him to to save you from defeat he looked pretty good on on the, on those drives
0: Corian Lincoln speaking of Smothers Corian Lincoln says this on the, the starter Heyman text line 402-464-5685 it's about the quarterback if Smothers plays the entire game we win and i i would agree that that you have more of an opportunity to win because I, I think your offense is more dynamic with Logan Smothers in there. Well, I think Chuba can run, but they didn't want to put him in That's that true. situation. Well, especially he's coming off of a knee injury. Yeah, like his knee was banged up a week ago. And if we know anything that you, you're not going to get 100% within a week and at this stage of the season, nobody with the knee in this stage of the season. If you're banged up you're you're going to stay hurt like you're going to have to play hurt, but for all we know, Logan Smothers has not been hurt has not been banged up, and yet once again, when things aren't going well it's been you 've been reluctant to make changes. I understand letting the the ebbs and the flows of the game go through and and sticking with a guy to show confidence not only in what you're preaching but also in that player. I get that. Mm-hmm. But there's got to be a, a time and, and there's not a set style, there's not a set time. It's not like you go into the game and say, All right, by the third quarter, if you have this many points, you have you get that, to stay to That's in. just something as I game think flow. I, I think as a as a head coach and an offensive coordinator, you have to have this feeling of, okay, it's not working with Chubba, and we need to now put that same confidence we put in Chubba Purdy into and, and invest that into Logan Smothers. Mm-hmm. Because now it's his time because guess what? It wasn't working. Nothing was working um, through, through the past game over the last two weeks, unless Casey Thompson's in the game. Let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we'll be joined by uh, our good friend Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska. He'll break down Nebraska's game on Saturday with us um, against Minnesota and then talk a little forward about Michigan as well as some men's hoops as they open their season tonight against Maine. We'll do that coming up with Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska on the happy hour on 93.7 The Ticket. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of.